The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Well, the season is now exactly half over for the Royals. They're 48 and 33, or pacing for 96 wins. As Casey sweeps today's doubleheader with Tampa, 9 to 5 and 7 to 1, respectively. As it's Davo on your dish here on Clubhouse Conversation. What a day for the Royals. We're going to break down both of these two games, and we are also going to preview the last two games of the series, but we begin as we always do with our player of the game, or tonight our players of the game. And I wish we could have multiple guys. There's like a couple of guys per game that deserve player of the game. But we'll go with Paulo Orlando in game one, his second player of the game of the year. And we'll go with Alex Gordon in game two, Gordo's fifth of the year. In case you're wondering, Moose has six leading the Royals, and then it's Haas and Gordon with five. And then you go back and you've got Kendrys, Chris Young, Salvi, Edinson, Volquez, and Kane with four. So it's quite the dogfight for the very coveted player of the year award, which we give away at the end of the year on Clubhouse Conversation from all, all player of the games. But let's start off with Paulo Orlando in Game 1, our player of the game. Of course, his first professional Grand Slam. Ten-plus years in pro ball, and he gets his first Grand Slam of the walk-off variety after coming up from Omaha, semi-surprisingly for the Royals, as they DFA'd Jason Frazier. Sad to see him go. What a class act Frazier was, and a good pitcher for the Royals, especially last year. So we'll miss Jason, but a class act hopefully does not end up in the AL Central or in the American League for that matter. But anyway, back on track. Paulo Orlando, that's now three times in the last four games the Royals walk off. So KC and the Yankees have no walk-offs. The Royals, the first 76 games, and then three out of four times from games 77 to 80, the Royals walk it off. Alex Gordon was also great in game one, by the way. Uh, Three for four with two RBIs and a run, including a home run, so he could have been player of the game as well. I thought about giving him both of the player of the games today. Kendris Morales, two for four with a couple of RBIs and a run in game one. And then two hits apiece also for Alex Rios, Omar Infante, and LCDs Escobar. That was just game one alone. And we'll get to some overall totals of combined numbers for today here in just a little bit. Game two, Gordo, the slam dunk player of the game. If he wasn't in game one, he sure as heck was in game two. Alex, four for five with four RBIs, even got hit by a pitch. So was on base five out of six at bats in the second game. And Ends up on the day now with 39 RBIs, jumping up six RBIs from where he was about nine hours ago. And Alcides Escobar, another guy who I wanted to name player of the game in, in the second game. Because that at bat that Alcides had in the bottom of the sixth, 11-pitch at bat. Bases loaded, two outs, full count, double smoked the ball right down the third baseline. And he smoked the ball all day. Leading off game one, the solid hit off Matt Moore up the middle, smoked that. Uh, hit a, stuck a couple other balls that were right at people throughout the day. But LCD is a huge day. Two for four in both games. Had a walk. Two walks today, to be exact. Three RBIs and two runs in that second game. So just huge days for the Royals as it would turn out offensively, although it didn't begin that way in game one, did it? Now let's go through some combined totals offensively on the day. Alcides Escobar, like I said, four for eight, two walks. How about that? 
Alcide is getting on base six times in these two games, scored three runs, drove in three RBIs. And again, I wish I could give him player of the game in the, in the second one because that at-bat deserved it on its own. But we'll go with Gordo since we couldn't give it to him in game one. And hell, the guy got on base five out of six times and drove in four runs. Speaking of which, Gordon, seven for nine with six RBIs and a run. One of the best days in franchise history on a doubleheader, literally for Gordon. He was on base eight times, was Gordo, in these two games. Kendrys Morales, quietly a very nice day. Three for eight with a couple of walks, a couple of RBIs and a run. How about Chesler Cuthbert making his Royals debut? And I've got to give Chesler some props. He goes, uh, scores a run and gets two hits, uh, a hit each game today. And let's give Chesler defensively some props. Because I'll tell you what, I've seen him play three different seasons at the minor league level. And to be completely honest, the guy almost wore concrete on his shoes two years ago at Northwest Arkansas. First saw him play, well, not the first time. The second time I saw him was at Northwest Arkansas back in 2013. The footwork was not there. The hands were not there. He has worked his butt off. I've been hearing that the last few months defensively. And the Royals even moved him a little bit to second base. He's played some first base. So they weren't completely sold on him as a third baseman either. And he still may not be in the long term, small sample size. But what I'm saying is he looked very comfortable today. Very comfortable at third base. And again, what, three twi- three chances, I believe, on ground balls, but looked really good and handled it. So yeah, just wanted to give him a, a salute for his hard work because it continues to pay off for Chesler Cuthbert. Gerard Dyson, game two, scores three runs, two walks, and a hit. Offensively, the Royals were just good overall, other than the first inning of the opener. You know, bases loaded, nobody out, and then you get Eric Hosmer, the weak infield looping liner, and then a double play by Alex Rios, who, by the way, did get on base three times in the opener. However, he also got thrown out in the bases twice, including that, of course, horrible uh, one where he tried to tag up from second base. There was already uh, that was the second out of the inning. He's already in scoring position, and it gets thrown out to third base, and it wasn't really that close, to be honest. Just a horrible gamble. By Rios, and I have no idea if he was going to get game two off originally or not, but Nedios did take him out of the lineup as he should for a couple of rough at bats and a couple of bad base running plays in game one. Not to mention Paulo Orlando deserved the start, and you had Dyson for sure getting a start in game two as well. So it worked out well for the Royals. Four for 14 in game one with runners in scoring position, nine left on base, and then game two, four for 11, nine left on base. So nice job, four for 11 with Risp in the second game, eight for 25 overall. We'll take it. So the Royals also, by the way, one other thing on the offense against Andres and Matt Moore tonight. They walked eight times combined, four in each game, and only struck out eight, although seven of them came in the first game. But there you go. All right, now pitching-wise for the Royals tonight, let's get to that. Two gritty, gutsy outings from Royal starters today, especially Edinson Volquez in game two. You had six-plus innings from Chris Young, who I thought threw the ball really well. Did give up the two home runs, the two-run shot to Evan Longoria and James Loney, the solo shot there in the second inning. Of course, the Royals leave the bases loaded with nobody out in the first, and Loney the first pitch out of the ballpark. And you're like, oh, shoot. Luckily, it didn't matter. But other than those two, and I know you can't just take out pitches and take out plays, but I'm just saying, overall, Young threw the ball pretty well. And could have gone more than six-plus innings if it weren't for a bad hop when that ball hit to Alcides Escobar leading off the seventh. Would have gone at least six in the third, maybe longer. So a nice outing from Chris Young. Did give up the four runs, kept his team in the game. And then five innings from Ensign Volquez. Really impressed the way he grinded through the second game tonight, allowing just a one run, the uh, solo home run leading off the third to John Jaso. Five Ks and three walks for Ensign. And the bullpen was spectacular in the second game tonight. 
Second game, uh, Brandon Finnegan, Luke Hochaver, Ryan Matson combined for four hitless innings, two Ks and a walk. So just one base runner in four innings with a couple of Ks by the Royals' bullpen in the second game. That was awesome. In game one, the big three, well, the two of them did good. Herrera and Davis. Holland did, of course, give up the run in the ninth, ended up getting the win after the blow and save, his third of the year. But that shouldn't have been a blow and save in retrospect. I mean, I don't know what the Royals did to the replay office in New York, but they continue. That's the second time where it's been a blown, an obvious blown call. The one in Houston in game three, that was not an obvious, you know, blown call. That was a toss up call, and it was called safe in the field when Valverde scored on that. That was, I was fine with that upholding that because the, the the call was safe. Today, though, you had obvious evidence that the runner was off third base. I mean, Kevin Kiermeyer leads off with the triple off Holland in the ninth, smokes one down the right field line. The Royals handled the ball well, beginning with Rios, and then got it over to third base. The runner overslides third base if you didn't see it, and is clearly tagged out by about six inches before he gets his hand back in the base. Nice job by Cuthbert over there at third base. Took four and a half minutes, and they called him safe, upholding the call on the field. But I... That's that was as not quite as bad, but pretty damn close to as bad as the Hosmer play, where the ball was in his glove clearly, and the runner was out by a third of a step at first base. Game situation in the ninth. How do you miss that on replay? How do you miss it? I just don't understand it. They're protecting the umpires way too much on replays this year, and the Royals have been struggling. I believe they've lost seven of their last eight. Actually, their challenges is that right? I think I, I think I read that earlier. But uh, so that was rough for the Royals down the ninth. But at least Greg Holland was able, despite bad control and not having his great stuff, was able to wiggle out. It was, it was a big K of Evan Longoria in particular with two guys on and one out to help get himself out and set up the game-winning grand slam by Paulo Orlando in the ninth inning. That's the first walk-off grand slam for KC since Justin Maxwell off Joaquim Soria in 2013 in the fifth in club history. So the Royals now at the 81 game mark. Where are we at? Well, we're four and a half up by Minnesota, six over Detroit, assuming they win tonight over Seattle. They're winning big as I write as I do this, so I'm going to go ahead and chuck that up. So we'll say four and a half and six, respectively. Like I said, 48 and 33. Second best winning percentage in baseball for the Royals, 593 right now now and they're in great shape we said coming into this homestand six and five was the minimum seven and four was the ultimate goal but six and five was fine the royals are now four and two in this homestand so you find a way to split these next two with tampa and then you get one game against toronto that gets you to six and five you get two with toronto it gets you to seven and four so you're right on pace for the minimum or a great homestand that's that's good to see for the royals because they've got uh, arguably the best starter in the American League. I know Dallas Keuchel and Chris Archer are my two votes for the two best. I mean, Chris Sale's up there, but I like Archer and and uh, Keuchel as my two favorites. And Archer or the Royals will see tomorrow against Jeremy Guthrie. And stranger things can happen in baseball. We just saw Joe Blanton beat Felix Hernandez, what, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago tonight, actually, maybe. But Chris Archer and Jeremy Guthrie, 218 for Archer, 542 for Guthrie. Archer's coming off uh, just six and two-thirds shutout innings dominating against the Yankees. Speaking of dominating, his fastball can touch 99 at times, 97 pretty consistently. Sliders, he throws those almost 40% of the time. Just good. Last year, the Royals were shut down by him April 8th. Seven shutout innings on six hits. Now, Guthrie has been good himself, though, over his last two starts, allowing four runs in 13 and a third on 12 hits. So Guthrie against Minnesota and Oakland has gotten the job done and was great against Tampa last year at the K. Seven innings, one run on four hits. I still like Tampa tomorrow. You got to figure Tampa gets that W tomorrow most likely. 
with their ace going. I mean, he needs to stop the bleeding. They're competing for the AL East with New York. That's a game Tampa's got to win tomorrow. They can't afford to come in here. They lose that game, they're probably going to get swept because you lose the first three with your ace on the mound, and then you're kind of reeling going into game four. I, I I think the the Rays probably get tomorrow, but I think the Royals can come back and get Thursday afternoon at the K. Nathan, and they could get tomorrow. Obviously, I'm not saying they can't, but you've got to like Tampa's odds tomorrow. But then you've got a right-hander Nathan Carnes going. The Royals have never seen him. He'll throw on Thursday four and four with a three-two-one against Jordano Ventura, who's three and six with a four-six-eight. Carnes can strike out some guys in his own right, just like you know Ventura can. He's coming off ten strikeouts against the Yankees, seven innings allowing two runs. Three quote-unquote quality starts in a row, which of course means a minimum of six innings and three runs or less allowed. So he's been very good in his first start for Ventura since June 12th at St. Louis when he went just three innings and lost that game. Four to nothing. So that's where you are here on Clubhouse Conversation. We'll be back again with you tomorrow evening and break down Royals baseball. But all in all, just a great day for the Royals. The bullpen was phenomenal in game two and, and good. Solid to good in game one. Starting pitching was good, not great. Better than solid, but I'd say good. We'll give good grade overall for the starting pitching, and the offense was very good today outside of the first inning in game one, especially considering you had no Lorenzo Cain or Salvador Perez or or, or Mike Moustakis in game one, and then no Cain or Moose in game two. Will Cain be back tomorrow? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess he plays again Friday. I think you probably give him a couple more days off, especially since Dyson's hot. you got a tough right-hander. Give Kane at least one more day. And in the day game on Thursday, I would just say just keep him out till Friday night and see what happens. But we shall see what the Royals do. And good to see Chesler Cuthbert up. Uh, you know, coming back for bereavement list with Mike Moustakis went on that. And, again, a surprise to see Frazier DFA'd. But overall, you know, it's good to have some more depth up there, and they obviously needed it. You don't want to DL Kane because, A, he can't play on the All-Star game, but, B, most importantly, he's not hurt enough or he's going to miss you know, the rest of this homestand. So you, you, you kind of were forced to, to do that or you had no backup outfielder. So you had to make a move. I'm kind of surprised the Royals didn't send down Brandon Finnegan to buy a few more days for Frazier in case of an injury to a guy like Matson or Blanton. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But anyway, you know, all in all, I thought Frazier probably was the guy – uh, who was ultimately going to get forced out in about three weeks when Medlin came back. Just came a little bit sooner. We wish him well, and we wish you well. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night. Go Royals!